0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Hello, Doug Mellard. Hey, Doug Benson.
0: Happy New Year. We did it. We exist Yay. in 2021. <laughs> yeah, we just, we good, even Doug. exist beyond January 6th. <laughs> it's Thursday, January 7th, 2021, and our first guest of this bright, shiny new year. I couldn't ask for a friendlier dude. It's uh Eric Edelstein. Yay. Yeah, he's a <laughs> tremendous actor. Uh from We Bear Bears to Green Room, he's done it all. And we'll talk to him about his career. And also, where he stands on Doug's, but I hope he does not ever actually stand on Doug's because it would kill us. All right. <laughs> He's big. He's a big dude. Love it. All right, let's go. <laughs> Hello, Eric Edelstein.
2: Hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yes.
0: Which one did you want to set? Which one was first?
2: <laughs> I covered all my bases. I got both yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, I guess I'm first alphabetically. Thank you for being here, Eric.
2: I'm fired up. Thanks it for having It
0: was a weird ass day yesterday.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm just glad to get away from the news like I've been watching it nonstop so it was great to have some dugs today to force myself away from it.
0: Yeah it is kind of like you want something to do even yesterday I wanted things to do so I still did some of my normal uh, trivia shows that I do on the internet and um, you know somebody accused me of not being able to read the room and I was just like well are we supposed to drop everything because of what those weirdos were doing yesterday? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what they would want us to do.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. it was, it was like, you know, when a car chase comes on the t- TV, uh, you know, I o- almost always see it through if I can. Um, uh, I don't know why it's so <laughs> fascinating. That's sort of what yesterday was. It's just sort of like, it was endlessly, um, You know, it's like waiting for the crash or the uh, something something terrible to happen, you know.
2: It's almost a little like it's been a five-year car crash, and yesterday is like just when the guy's tire goes out. (laughs) You know?
0: (laughs) I I mean, I think it's super embarrassing that they just kind of let everybody walk out of there like they didn't do anything. But at the same time, uh, that sure did de-escalate things pretty well.
2: It did, and hilariously, none of them believe in masks, so it's going to be remarkably easy to identify them. Like, I'm already seeing people online getting identified. A realtor just got fired because she was posting Stop the Steal from inside the Capitol, and it's like, I don't think someone's going to want to buy a house from you, friend.
1: Right, of course. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't even think about the, the masses part to identify. Wow, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, because like I saw the guy Matt Gates and a couple other people are trying to say it was Antifa, and it's like, uh, you know, you watch the footage in Portland and stuff, and they're usually in masks. So this is kind of where their anti-mask wearing really is going to cost them because they're not wearing masks, is going to make it very easily to be identified.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, some of them, some people posted on their social media, you know, like uh it's they they really they've decided it's some sort of cause that they're okay with is it just is attention that important that even like like is tiger king taught us that like at least you'll be world famous but you're going to prison like is everybody just that desperate for attention
2: I think to me, it's just that they don't know and they're now living in an alternate reality. And I, I try to have empathy because I see some friends and loved ones in Spokane that still don't believe in masks. And I try to think like, well, whatever would have happened if at the beginning of COVID, if Neil Young, Willie Nelson, Frank Thomas, Ken Griffey Jr., Barack Obama all came out and said masks don't work and laughed it at it the way Trump did. Maybe I'd have a different opinion too. So I try to have empathy for them, but they're just in a different world. Right. They really, like, I went down a weird rabbit hole of watching the woman's Instagram that got killed yesterday. And you you just kind of are watch. you watch somebody fall into this insanity, and it's because a lot of, to her, credible sources told her this stuff that we know is insane was real.
1: Yeah.
0: It's- what do you... What do you think she was going to, what was the end game? Like, did she have a plan once she got into the Capitol? Like, why did she, what did she think was going to happen?
2: That's above my pay grade, but I don't think (laughs) they were planning on it. I think when you watch what Giuliani said, and then what Trump said, and he said, we're marching down there and I'm going to walk with you. And if a sitting president says we're going down and I'm coming with you, that's a green light yeah that's a green light and of course he didn't walk down he snuck away
1: he hid in his basement like he claims biden did
2: (laughs) yeah there's a lot of uh the projection is strong with that one yeah and so i don't i think they were woven into a frenzy and if you get on and look at this stuff they really think that they're the foot soldiers in a battle against a global pedophile cabal and that Epstein is alive and JFK Jr. is going to come and lead them any day now. And I had a couple people, because this ah. seems to catch a weird blend of right-wingers and then left, left-wingers and like the healer community. And I had a couple people that surprised me when COVID began. we like, don't worry, it's a front. Trump's going to arrest the pedophiles. And now to the point where you're like, okay, it's been about 10 months. When, is the, when are the pedophiles getting rounded up or when do you come back to reality? And it seems like neither's happening. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> interesting times, friends. You're really
0: bringing, you're bringing Doug down over here. Ah,
2: Doug. <laughs> no, no. You know me. I'm an optimist, and things are getting better. And already, oh, no. look, Georgia only happened because Trump threw the election into question. I don't right. think we're not going to off win that if, if Trump doesn't say that the election is rigged. And I, and I was happy I think history will look horribly on McConnell and Mike Pence, but for them to actually finally take a stand on the side of sanity and reason yesterday is another silver lining. And, you know, who knows what in the world is going to happen in the hour that we're recording this, but it seems like some people are finally starting to snap out of it because, you know, I grew up in a pretty Republican area and I was always kind of a weird Democrat. But there was never any problem. And you would try to talk to somebody that's 27, like 20 years ago, nobody cared what your political party is. All this stuff's new kind of because we're the beta testers for social media. And we saw how it turned out. And there's a lot of good stuff, but there's a shadow side. And I think down the road, people are going to it's like when we look at 50 doctors smoking cigarettes saying it's good for you. I think that's kind of how they're going to look upon this era of unfiltered social media and everybody on it all the time.
1: Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, like uh, going into two nights ago, very hopeful, waking up, very hopeful. Then it hits the fan. Everything's crazy. There's a lot of fear yesterday. But even, you know, by last night, it looked like some great things were coming out of this. So, you know, today I I feel more hopeful again. It was just such a bizarre 24
2: hours. Yeah. Darkest before the dawn.
1: It's really true true and and but just hearing you lay out what some of these people are thinking in such a concise way was just it, when you hear that stuff sometimes it's just so hard <laughs> two realities like you said Insane.
2: yeah it it really is it's a side effect of social media now they're all going over to parlor which will ensure they're even more of a an echo chamber there but right interesting times
1: oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: well we talk a lot about names on this show and um you don't have an unusual first name Eric is uh I don't want to say common but it's uh it's a name a lot of people have
2: yeah yeah I don't mind it it's all right
0: yeah I you know I don't know if this is insulting but it's certainly not when people say this to me about my name but like I never would have guessed that you were an Eric. I mean, now that I know you as Eric, I know that you're Eric. But, like, you know what I mean? There's just something.
2: I don't feel like an Eric sometimes. (laughs) Eric is a certain kind of person, a little bit uh, like Eric from Billy Madison, where and I sometimes don't feel like my name matches up with who I am yeah and a lot of my friends in college just call me e and that makes a little more sense but hey you know my parents got me here i'm not going to quibble with them but maybe that's <laughs> why it's so easy to act and just take on other names because i don't totally feel like an eric sometimes an eric is you know might, might, might be a little bit douchey there's a lot of erics it's one of those names where oh it's an eric okay makes sense and i can <laughs> say that as a self-aware eric it's a very weird thing whereas the opposite <laughs> Boy, most Dougs are pretty great. I have an Uncle Doug I love. It's hard to meet an asshole Doug. It's hard to meet an asshole Gary. You know, it's one of those names where, you know. Wait, are you
0: you just practicing for Wide World of Gary's?
2: I mean, I didn't want to mention it, but I'm I'm actually going to have to get off right at 258, if that's okay. They're great. Gary and Gary, they're pros. They're good. There's, uh, you know, we're talking about doing some other collabs.
0: Oh, that's an interesting point that, you know, they could do the Gary podcast from Gary, Indiana, but also oh. I know there's, there's got to be at least one or as many as a dozen uh, cities in this country that are named Douglas.
1: Oh, for sure. Or Douglas I think I looked County. it up as a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So maybe that's a tour we do someday.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I would go on that road trip with you. That'd it would be like Book of
0: Eli out there, but we'll do it anyway. I
2: love it. Well, and then I worry sometimes, like, are are people naming their kids Doug and Gary now? Or Leonard? Like, you don't want to have these great heart-filled names fall through the cracks, right?
0: I guess. I don't know. I can't, I don't have much of a gauge on how popular Doug is uh, as a name at this point, other than, you know, you never hear it. Uh, At the beginning or, you know, end of each year, they always go the most popular baby names were, you know, and it feels like names like Taylor and like they're always like kind of bougie names, you know. And uh, so you never hear Doug, but I I, I could hear Douglas making kind of a comeback as a like, you know, it seems like parents these days want, you know, want kind of a dignified name, even though you're just a dumb baby.
2: (laughs) I also love Dougie. I think Dougie's a great flip to it, too.
0: A lot of people have fun with that. I, you know, I've never. You're not a Dougie. Been,
2: You're I've never a Dougie. been a
0: Dougie. Like, no, that's never really caught on. I, just a couple people here and there will say it. But, uh, but you
2: are a Douglas. And it gives some gravity when I call you Douglas <laughs> that you can't just be Doug right now. I need Douglas and I need sanity.
0: That's insane that uh, Eric Edelstein, you hear it here first, is quarantining with the great director, David Lynch.
2: <laughs> well, that's right. And we're running out of toilet paper stat, Douglas.
0: You know what uh, I bet you uh, David Lynch never runs out of is uh, shovels.
2: No. He's got Russ Hamlin ready to shovel the shit. Are you kidding? Oh, my He's God. It, go. There's
0: so many shovels in that, the most recent Twin Peaks.
2: And how about that he's making something new now? Isn't that cool?
0: Is it is it going to be quarantine themed or is he pretending there's no quarantine?
2: Who knows? I'm sure. I mean, I know he'll be completely safe and he takes all this seriously, but nobody knows what it is, what it's going to be. But just hearing that and hearing that he's out creating, it's like, you know, when I hear that, when Neil Young's doing a new album, like, I'm happier. These these are my heroes doing what they're here to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: David Lynch has mystery surrounding him.
2: <laughs> Believe it or not, Doug. Yes. Um, I guess we do
0: make it easy on guests that maybe have never met Doug Mellard before that they can just sit there at the other end and just say, that's right, Doug. No matter which one of us.
2: <laughs> oh, it's a cosmic just shortcut. Speaking. It's great.
1: Um, For this episode, I could be Gary, I guess.
0: You know when you do look like an Eric? When? Uh, in that commercial where you're dressed as a Viking.
2: That's true. And I think it's like an Eric's like a Nordic King name. So, yep, totally.
0: Do you and Brian Posehn like constantly wrestle over Viking roles?
2: No, it's Steve Agee.
0: <laughs>
2: I've seen Brian Posehn in a couple and I always get fired up, but it's mostly Steve Agee. And I'm always so okay losing a part to Steve A. G.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he is not happy about the parts you've stolen from him. <laughs>
2: no, he'll <laughs> let me know. He'll let me know.
0: <laughs> He's a straight shooter. I, when I had a kidney stone, I remembered that he had kidney stones that were very problematic and painful and terrible. And so I, you know, called him up and uh, he he talked me through the whole thing. It was really, it was great.
2: He's such a good man. Yeah, I have a funny Steve Agee story. When I first moved out here, I'd been here like two months. And I worked as a video logger for Temptation Island 2. And not to name drop, but I started working on like my sixth day in Los Angeles. I moved out here and there was a logger boss, this great guy named Tim Egan. And there were two shifts and he was asking me what I was doing, and why I moved. I'm like, I moved out here to do improv and all this other stuff. And as the first shift was getting done, he's like, see that guy there? That's Steve. He leaves a lot of the time early. He gets here late doing comedy. But his logs that he writes make me laugh, and he's just a great guy. He's like, be like Steve. His name's Steve Agee. And I always – it was in my head of like, okay, we can get away with a little bit more if you're just cool. And if you're (laughs) just – you can try to make your boss laugh. And so that was, a, we were both video loggers from Temptation Island too. And I remember being so happy when I saw him on the Sarah Silverman show and saw him start to blow up because it was like, dude, that, bo- that boss knew, just be like Steve Agee. So uh, that's why mostly of where I'm okay losing parts to him. Which happens <laughs> of him. It's a good mantra. Yeah, that's it. And uh, on that job, I had to work on the actual 9-11. What? Anyway. Yeah, for, for real. The tower, the, the, the planes hit the tower and I didn't, you know, I just assumed there was no work. And then around 10:30, I called just to check in and I talked to the boss, not, not the cool Tim guy. This was somebody else who I will not name, but I was like, Hey, I'm just calling to confirm, you know, there's, there's no work today. And mind you, I moved down late August. I'd been in Los Angeles the less than two weeks Had never been outside of Spokane or Vancouver, Washington. And you know very green and he just talked he's like well i mean eric that all depends on you and the place you're in i mean did, did you know anyone in the towers or the plains? I was like uh no He's like okay well i mean it's all about you and where you're at but but there is some footage to be logged today we have some oh new stuff God. in from the sunset palapa so i drove in on 9 11 and had to log video footage from temptation island 2. unbelievable
1: wow I know, but I I remember those episodes, and I I think it it was worth the work. That was a great job. <laughs> thank
2: you, thank you. We really brought it home. I felt two. we got to tell something special. Yeah. You
1: no know,
0: show doesn't really come alive until it's logged. You know, that's it, that,
2: buddy. It's underrated.
0: Without, without <laughs> the process, it's nothing.
2: Nobody's thank you. Um,
0: wow. All right. Um, so I don't feed, think A.G. went
2: in. I think A.G. was smart enough. He did not work that day. He said, oh, like, no, they just hit towers. Are you kidding me?
0: Right. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's I the, green. That's what's cool about Steve A.G. is he knows exactly when you can slack off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I heard stories of people with real jobs yesterday who didn't get to just quit what they were doing and watch what was happening in the news. And it's just like, uh, you know... I wasn't, like, riveted to it, but I, I paid a lot of attention to it because, you know, we're just Im- immediately seeing a, an insanely historic thing happening.
2: Yeah. What, what did they say? First time the capital has been overtaken since 1816? Wow.
0: Yeah, since so yeah. the British gave it a go.
2: Yeah. I mean, I watched all the way up until I was in and out of sleep after midnight watching them And I just thought it was kind of heroic that they stayed in session and got it done that night and said, we're not going to let these people stop it. And I was, you know.
0: Yeah. But that was, that was the crazy thing to me is when they came back into session, there was so many long ass speeches. well, five minute limit, but they feel like a lot longer. Uh, You know, all these five minute speeches from everybody wanted to get up and, you know, hog the spotlight for a second and be on the record as being against the Capitol being attacked, which is the easiest stance in the world to take.
2: <laughs> well, and then the ones, the one that shocked me because it, you know, you knew that Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley were against it. And once they came back, I'm like, well, boy, Ted Cruz is going to be, be married to that speech he made the rest of his life. I'm sure Josh Hawley's not going to get up and speak. And the fact that he still did it, and you just kind of see these, these politicians are so intoxicated by the 74 million Trump voters that they're willing to say or do anything to, to not lose face with them. And it's pretty amazing. I'm like, well, this guy's not going to, and like Spokane's Congresswoman, Kathy McMorris Rogers changed her mind after the riots and she was a part of it. And then, you know, Kelly Loeffler changed her mind, but my God to still watch a hundred Republican Congress people still vote against it and they all know that everything is bullshit and that there's no stealing in this election they've been laughed out of court by trump judges to watch a hundred congresswomen men you just realize boy we're still really far apart that even after that they're still willing to go along with trump and still willing to go along after he just you know threw a match at a, at a fire
0: do you think maybe he is how he is because he had to live his life being named Donald? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I've I'm not proud of it, but I've just read read too much on him. And I think it's it's also a big part of it is that in Hollywood we know and understand what it's like to work with someone with narcissistic personality disorder. And a lot of the Trumpers don't because a person with narcissistic personality disorder would not last a day or two. There's not one time you've ever heard him say, I'm sorry, or I screwed up. And a lot of people in especially blue collar jobs, that person's not going to last a day or two. They'll be fired. So I think in Hollywood, we have a kind of unique understanding about what he is and who he is. And it was a little bit like the boy who cried wolf where we were screaming like, no, this guy's from our industry. He was created by the apprentice. Don't do this. And I mean, you know, I remember one time trying to read a book to get away from Trump stuff. And I read the history of the USFL and the guy that rises up at the end and destroyed the league was Donald Trump. And this is what he's done to literally everything he's ever touched is eventually destroy it. So now you're just, well, is he going to destroy the Republican party? Is he going to try to destroy our country? It's not, this isn't a political opinion. This is a history opinion because this is what he's done with everything he's ever been a part of. He bought two casinos in Atlantic city and never learned the odds for casino games. <laughs> like, think about that.
0: That shit's complicated,
2: dude. <laughs> Your eye Craps is hard. I'll, I'll cut him some slack.
0: Yeah, especially when you, you know, he doesn't drink or smoke pot or do anything fun. So like then also why, you know, and he wants to, he wants to take money from others, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to risk his own to get it.
2: Oh man, and he that, doesn't like that,
0: anything about being in a casino.
2: That's the Back to the Future I want to see: is the Doug's going back in time to get Trump high at 21? <laughs> like, isn't this great, dude? Calm down, learn the odds of these casino games in the future. Bye. <laughs> he needs the control. He would never do it. Yeah, yeah. It's always those guys that don't drink or don't smoke.
0: It's a real yeah. mixed message, though, to say, to say to somebody: smoke some weed and learn. all right we got to take a commercial break but when we come back the it's the highlight of the show now that we figured it out uh eric we're going to ask you 10 questions doug came up with five questions and doug came up with five questions we don't know what the other doug is going to ask I think there'll be a little crossover, to be honest with you. I think we're interested in some of the same things. Uh, we'll come back with those questions if you're willing to answer them, Eric.
2: You know I'm in. It's why I'm uh, here.
0: We'll come back with, uh, with that right after uh, this break. We'll be right back. We're back. Doug and Eric and I were talking during the break about how, um, what were we talking about?
1: (laughs) Uh, Getting Donald Trump high in the new Back to the Future.
0: No, no, no. During the break. What did we talk about during the break?
2: Oh, nachos.
0: That was it. Oh, my God. Eric was like sewing so the nachos, and I'm like, I'm they're all all mine. It's European. the pickled
2: jalapeno. It just sets it apart. you got to get a good one. You can't get the 7-Eleven ones. <laughs> you can't phone in your jalapenos, guys. What do you say to a
0: guy like me who does not ever enjoy in any context? Well, actually, I'm learning to enjoy it maybe like in a cocktail, but, but for the most part, the, t- the taste, texture, everything about jalapeno uh, does not appeal to me
2: really even Whoa. with the nacho even as the counter with the with the cheesy no sauce? i just
0: like the cheese and the chip i grew, I grew up with very boring tastes
2: ah uh, you know well, my palate's parents, always changing doug you my never parents know. let
0: me eat everything plain well that's the thing that's why i think it's good that i like like a little jalapeno kind of kick to this one uh mango margarita that i've been drinking but um but yeah, I just don't, I just don't like it in, in general, you know. But I, I appreciate that people love it, like both of you clearly do.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, I was like you as a kid. I was very bland. I didn't like jalapenos on anything. Didn't love them. And now, man, with nachos or any, oh, I love them now. Can't get enough. Oh, so God. great. I think I think you should just keep trying.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, I decided to call this part of the show uh, five and five.
2: It's got a it's Time for
0: five oh, and five. Keep alive for five for five.
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Put on a mask, is all we ask. Um, we're going to ask you 10 questions, Eric Elstein, starting with you want to go first or second, Doug? Uh,
1: you can go first.
0: All right, Doug Benson's going to go first. You're in a movie about juggalos, a very excellent movie called Family. My question is, I'd like you to tell us one thing we don't know about juggalos.
2: Well, they're lovely. That's the only word I can use to say because we had real juggalos in that movie. And Insane Clown Posse put out the word and said, hey, whoever wants to show up, you're gonna have to be in a giant grassy area They'll have porta potties and hot dogs. We're like, nobody's gonna come. Well, hundreds came. And they did a fake gathering of the juggalos and then they'd yell, cut. And then, you know, that's when the assistant director like try to grab me. I'm like, okay, Eric, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm staying. And I stayed and hung out with these juggalos and they were <laughs> the nicest, kindest people. I made friends with them. I'm still friends with them. What up, mankini? He's a juggalo that wears a bikini. He's my friend. I love him. <laughs> and uh, if you know how they say, if something ever goes wrong, find the helpers. I would also say, find the juggalos. They're here to help. <laughs> oh, man. Didn't see that coming. It's great. For real. Lovely. Lovely.
0: Well, I will accept that answer, even though I did know that already. <laughs> <laughs> but... Doug learned a thing or two, as did many of the listeners. So that worked out great. Your turn, Doug.
1: Okay. Uh, this is a repeat question, but I had to ask you cause I liked asking it the first time, uh, you, you, you were in shameless and I, I just got to know what do you think are three things you could find in William H Macy's mustache?
2: Oh, for sure. For sure. Whatever. He just had at craft services. That's, that's not coming out. Um, <laughs> probably a little bit of shame right now over he's concerned about our country he's an active person a chicago actor and uh i will say tiny pieces of the magna carta it's when you get to a certain level of rich i probably shouldn't say this here there's a whole black market of just eating historical documents and h macy (laughs) is deep in that game
1: (laughs) so little craft services shame and magna carta i love it yeah
0: (laughs) yeah I got a follow up question. (laughs) What? How does he completely skate on the um, the daughter? You know the (laughs) the college admission scandal. Like, how does he? Wouldn't the father also have been involved in at least one conversation?
2: You know, I wonder if it's just cause he's Jerry Lundegaard and like, you know, he's involved and you just can kind of see him sweating and everyone's like, Oh yeah. I mean, he probably, well, heck like, you know, we know he's involved, but we love him. And like the show is called shameless and he came to light playing such pieces of crap that it just doesn't hurt his brand at all. Like we know it, we don't care. We love him.
1: Yeah. Somebody went to talk to him, but then they looked at his puppy dog eyes and they're like, I I just, I can't see it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, you also can't testify against a spouse, so maybe they just said, "Well, everything he's going to say is just going to make her look bad."
1: Yeah.
0: So then yeah. they didn't. So then they didn't have to have him testify, I guess. Right. I just thought it was weird how how the both the parents of that other kid, uh, Lori Laughlin and and Massimo uh, they um, what are they? Uh, they both went to jail.
2: Yeah she's just now getting out he's still in there i think william h macy also they just couldn't implicate him and who knows maybe felicity huffman was improvising maybe he didn't know your mind goes <laughs> a million different places we're like does he not know is he mad at her or was he like felicity you got to handle the calls who knows i'm i'm fascinated by them
0: they're both amazing actors like uh when we talked to ard marine about working with uh william h macy uh the it was just off the charts, her love of his uh, uh, professionalism and skill.
2: Oh, yeah. I'll, I didn't have any scenes with him, but I saw him at the table read, and he just was so amazing and put his heart into it. And there's not one time I haven't loved him in something. He's just always good. And I think that's a big reason why he kind of just didn't stick to him. We just love the guy. We need him. It's it's easier to cancel Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: I did think Kevin Spacey was great in Baby Driver though.
2: He's he's great in a lot of stuff.
0: It makes me sad for all the great filmmakers who had great Kevin Spacey performances in their movies that are just now like have this weird taint on them where, you know, some people just can't uh, can't deal with it. You know, can't can't derive entertainment from somebody that that they know the 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 that kind of information about.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody out. Um,
1: whose turn is it? Is my turn? Uh, your turn, number two.
0: Okay. Uh, you're in Hotel for Dogs. That's the entire question. You're in Hotel for Dogs.
2: I'm in Hotel for Dogs. And I'm All
0: right, Dad, in Hotel your turn. for
2: Dogs. Oh, I love it. I, I got, you know, that was an early playing a bad guy thing. And like, it just nails the whole, you know. Playing an evil dog catcher in a kid's movie is kind of perfect. That was my first experience learning that kids will just be terrified of me. And so I'm so happy to do, you know, play a nice guy in children's stuff now. But yeah, I remember in Hotel for Dogs is one of the first movies I did and I just was so grateful the whole time. But yeah, I'm in Hotel for Dogs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Asked and answered.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: All right. Um, Number two, this is mostly because I read a really interesting story about hot pockets yesterday, but, uh, what is your go-to junk food during quarantine?
2: Oh man. I get so many impossible burgers delivered.
1: Oh yeah. I
2: mean, oh, I love it. Or there's a new place in the Valley called blazing burgers that has a drive-through and I went through there yesterday and it's just the only problem because you can get busted going to these places like, before now, wearing a mask, it doesn't happen. But I would go to these, you know, I would maybe stop to eat it like three or four, before my wife had dinner ready, and then somebody take a picture and post it online, and then you're busted. But then yesterday, I went through with my little dog, and they gave him a puppuccino, and so he, then they took pictures of him. You can still see it; it's on the Blazenberger's Instagram stories. But then. <laughs> you know my little tiny cute dog is eating a puppuccino at the drive-thru and they're posting it online i'm like ah busted again i told my wife i was going to cut back the impossible burgers <laughs> here we sit <laughs> but yeah no i love i love burgers i had a, i am not this is not a bit trying to tie it in with anything else i had nachos delivered two days ago from crossroads Ooh. they were just incredible yeah i mean there's so much i also i love chinese food there's so much that I love. And then um
1: getting busted taste. for an impossible burger. Isn't the worst thing to get busted for.
2: <laughs> well, I kind of overdo it. It's kind of like, if you just, cause the way they do it, it just tastes like a burger. And after not having burgers for a while now, it's just above and beyond where I'm having way too many impossible burgers. And even a doctor was like cut, cut back the impossible burgers. But then yesterday, you know, It was a stressful day, news-wise, is how I'm going to justify it. So I went through the drive-through and then got busted, and next thing I know, my dog is being posted online. Wow. (laughs) Yep. What's yours?
0: I think, if I can butt in for just a second, I think that Eric's, uh, I think you're the largest person who's ever said the word Puppuccino. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Look, it's a brilliant move. They made my dog very, very happy yesterday. So Pappuccino, I'm in. I think it's just like whipped cream sweetened and he loved it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry about that. So what were you asking us? Our, our
2: What's our favorite, favorite go to junk food during quarantine? Um, I, I'm
1: in I'm in Santa Fe during all this. So I, I anything covered in green chili is my go to. Oh I love Yeah. That. Burrito Frito Pie, you name it.
0: Hey, here's a fun game. Let's see if we can get through it'll be hard because, you know, there's reasons for it to come up every time, but let's let's play a game where we see if you we can, you know, get through an entire episode without saying that you're in Santa Fe. Okay. <laughs> I think that'd be so funny. Because <laughs> everybody listening knows that we're just trying to avoid the <laughs> <laughs> um but, uh, oh, my junk food would be uh, just, you know, like it's a much shorter list of things I won't eat, um, which is funny because if there's like, like if there's a kind of nut that I don't like, do you guys have, do you guys like nuts but hate certain kinds?
1: I, I guess
0: so. I think I love them all. Yeah, that's what I mean. They all in on nuts or just not that into nuts, but I'm like. I'm, uh, i am mixed nuts. i am mixed on nuts. I like some of them I love and others, I don't want to eat at all. So I was just going to say with regards to snacking, it's still funny how, no matter how hungry I get, if it's something I don't really like, I won't. Wa- I won't uh, break down and have it anyway, you know? Uh,
2: now, do you, uh, my problem is I get mixed nuts and I just pick out the cashews. So I'm like, I should just buy cashews.
0: Right. <laughs> Well, cashews are my favorite, but like as an example, I know somebody that doesn't like cashews. So if it's mixed nuts with cashews in there, that, that means no go to the whole thing.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> you ever do nuts.com, Doug? I'm setting you up for a joke or three there, but nuts.com, you can get really good nuts delivered.
0: I mean, they just decide the day that things could be delivered via the internet, they must have gotten that, uh, that domain.
2: Yeah, they had to be a couple other people. Too, Fucking I'm the super. first
0: people to go. We should have a website. It's called Nuts.
2: Oh, it's so good.
0: Dot com. It's not even nuts.org. <laughs> nuts. Uh, are there any other ones?
2: Nuts Stop. <laughs> I comparison price my nuts. So there's also <laughs> nuts Stop, and they do a great job, too.
0: Oh, I meant, you know, other... Uh, Oh, like sides, net? Com, net org. Oh. <laughs> What's the one that's not? That's uh org is the one that's always charities.
1: Right. Arden, didn't she have. Dodd vodka?
0: Yeah, how does that work?
1: I don't know, but I love it. Yeah, that's the
0: future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three from me. Uh, you were in something called Bunny Whipped. <laughs>
2: Please Yes, explore. I was.
0: Can you explain what that is?
2: Uh, Bunny Whipped was, again, a very early movie I did, and I was very grateful for it. And, you know, I, I have trouble, difficulty remembering the plot of Bunny Whipped, but it was a lot of fun, and then I was most happy because the director was a huge basketball nerd, and he knew my friend Richie Fromm, my, my really good high school buddy or college buddy against all odds made the NBA. And he was a role player. Not many people knew who he was, but the director freaked out that I actually knew Richie Fromm, And he's like, would he come down and be in this movie? So one day they flew down Richie and his wife and he got to be in the movie. So that was the, the real highlight for me. Wow. yeah. So you That's don't right. know what Joey this. Lauren Adams was in it. Who? Joey Lauren Adams. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, oh, that's cool
2: yeah all oh, well, those early ones are great because you just learn stuff and that's the best way to learn about this
0: so you don't even know you you couldn't guess what the story was
2: <laughs> uh, it's like a love story and he's he's in like you know trying to get his friend to love him and then there's a bunny subplot and you know and then i played one of the very earliest versions of the uh bad idea buddy which has become one of my real go-to's the, the friend that's trouble but has a decent heart, but gives a lot of horrible advice. And all these are like pictures on the wall and you just learn stuff. And it's, it, I just remember being on a set and couldn't really believe I had a part that big and being so happy and kind of pinching myself.
0: So which character do you think was bunny whipped?
2: <laughs> I think the lead, the lead. And I remember the other thing that happened was the, the one of the actors who remained remain nameless uh, pantsed me. Oh, and as a prank and i was behind in the laundry so i was not wearing any underwear
1: oh my so god this
2: guy pants me in front of the whole crew and i you know i kind of threatened him so Man, i, I don't ever get too angry often but that was one time i really did because i felt yeah so, i could see so that darn embarrassed
1: it's also and, a bold uh, move for somebody to pants someone so big
2: yeah, it is. You know, it's a former child actor. A lot of times they'll, they don't get some uh, of the discipline they need early on. That's why you got Kirk Cameron out singing Christmas Carols Unmasked <laughs> and Ricky Schroeder bailing out people he shouldn't be bailing out of jail. But God bless.
0: Yeah, those kid actors, they really uh, grow up to be bad actors in more ways than one.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's like rolling the dice. It's like they can go the Ron Howard route or they can go the Kirk Cameron route. Because the Kirk Cameron thing drives me nuts, where I'm like, we're at 0% hospital capacity, Kirk, and you're having unmasked – Well, now that's his
0: whole – now that's his whole brand, his whole career is just being as religious as possible but and, like, still trying, and still trying to work in entertainment. So he's just like – he's got – the term follower is really appropriate for anybody because that, like, yeah. that Saving Christmas movie he he did, we watched it in a theater – you know, and made jokes during it, but it was rough. It is like a terrible, terrible excuse for a movie. There's like extended scenes of just conversations, like in a car, in a garage, like it's just, and, it, and like they, like they, there's nobody around to be the editor. So they just, you know, would use like super long, <laughs> super long dialogue scenes where they just keep kind of repeating the same things. And it's so bad. And not fun bad, you know, it's just bad.
2: Wow, oh, what a bummer.
0: Yeah, but fun bad, that sounds like a fun genie character.
1: <laughs> Sinbad bad <laughs> is fun bad. Yeah. yeah, he is.
0: All right, question number four from Doug or three. All
1: right, four. number three. Three, yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric, some quick words of advice for a very young but already uniquely bizarre 2021.
2: I think the light is coming. You know me, I'm optimistic. I think it's darkest before the dawn. I think good stuff is on the way. Um, I think everybody should follow their creativity. If they've got some weird dream that they've been pushing down, things are so crazy right now, let go of the fear. Put yourself out there. If it's a song you want to write, if it's a podcast you want to record, if you want to do a play, if you want to act, just go do it. Go do it. You'll be happier. You don't want to wonder what if. If you do it and you suck, it's better than not trying it at all.
1: Great. That's great. Everybody needs yeah. to hear stuff like that right now. That's right. Go out there and suck everybody.
0: If you're really bad at overtaking a country in a coup, just run it <laughs> building and then see what ha- see what
2: happens. <laughs> Which they were. Probably should have worn a mask. Probably shouldn't have posted online. They defended <laughs> that's the only that's where I'm dead wrong. I, gave, I just, I'm I just like
0: can't, I can't get over like the idea that they, that something was going to happen other than delaying this uh, dumb uh, thing. They are already in the middle of a delaying tactic when they ended up delaying everything, and uh, it's just like, what's, what's the point of it? I mean, they're just all, they're all crazy, right?
2: They've been I forced mean, into absolutely. another reality. And yeah, if you just yeah. got, we were talking nine eleven. if you ever thought, I remember Rudy Giuliani heroically leading a charge up the street. And those people were told yesterday in no uncertain terms by Giuliani and by the president. Giuliani said to do it violently. The president said, go up there. I'm going to walk with you. And you've got some people easily susceptible to misinformation.
0: Trial by uh, combat is what uh, trial by Giuliani combat. said
2: think Uh. about that man think about that
0: yeah and he's like he's like you know if these uh you know these cases of fraud turn out to not be true they're going to make us look like fools but if they are true then they're going to go to jail (laughs) so he's already speculating they are they love to do this it's a good thing in politics to speculate failure before it occurs so that you somehow save face when it does occur
2: i mean do you remember when nobody else wanted to run for the Republican nomination because they all just assumed it was going to be Giuliani in a landslide I mean kids today have no idea how respected he was it's crazy Well, we're seeing it
0: They get to see it in the power that he thinks he wields like the importance that he thinks he has in all situations like he really puts himself out there like he's he's going to save everybody
2: yeah But he's a Doug Loves Movies guy now because he's in Borat.
0: Okay, yeah, I was going to say, what? How does he? Yeah, he's in there.
2: He's in there, man. He got an IMDb credit. Hopefully he gets residuals.
0: Yeah, I bet he will. Or maybe not. I don't know.
2: I don't know how that works if it's a hidden prank show, but I'm sure they paid him and paid him after. So it'd be amazing just to see him shaking with anger when he gets that seven-cent residual from Netflix.
0: (laughs) That's the other thing that's so funny about it is he had to sign a release when he knew that there was footage of him laying on a bed, talking and whatever else he was doing.
2: Now, do you do you think they had him sign the release before or after? I bet before, and that's how they got away with it.
1: Oh.
0: Maybe, right? but yeah. Yeah, they probably because it was for the interview that he thought he was doing. Yeah. Sneaky. Wow. That's sneaky. Just you a, think a lawyer like him would realize that that probably wouldn't hold up in court that they manipulating him in that way
2: you know doug i'm not trying to speak about stuff i don't know but i think we're slowly determining that mr giuliani is not matlock (laughs) based on the past month of his legal proceedings like he it's got to be weird to just wake up go into court and get your ass kicked i mean he had to have a judge a republican judge tell him like um do you want a pencil you should really be writing this stuff down (laughs) not matlock (laughs)
1: all right is it my turn yeah number four
0: on curb your enthusiasm uh you appeared on that show i want to know do you think well first of all what did you do to larry or what did he do to you
2: well larry and i originally got into a fight on the phone because i'm a stonemason i'm going to make a gravestone for him i'm going to fix his dad's stone And then we got in a fight on the phone. I overheard him talking about Derek Jeter and I start ripping Derek Jeter and saying he's overrated. Now, at the same time, Larry and Marty Funkhauser, the wonderful Bob Einstein, Larry got mad at Bob for introducing him to too many people. So Bob's like, we're gonna do no introductions. So I walk up at a funeral, Bob doesn't introduce me at which point Larry starts talking about the asshole stonemason, at which point I threaten Larry's life. And then I get him in the end where I call him an asshole and a swan killer on his dad's gravestone. Don't mess with the stonemason guys. (laughs) They have final, final, final say in this life when it comes to (laughs) graves.
0: Well, this is what I like to ask anybody that's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Who was right in the situation, your, your character or Larry?
2: It was kind of wonderful because it was a battle of two unreasonable souls.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm going to really say that Marty was wrong for not introducing because he could have alleviated the whole thing, but really Le- Larry was wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the end of that. And I'm just waiting for the stonemason to come back. My dream is for the final curb your enthusiasm that the stonemason comes back to get Larry's grave and just,
0: oh and yeah, last be- time
2: right. It's pretty good. I like that. Somebody talk to Jeff Garland.
0: Yeah. It's just funny how that show kind of went from like for the first many seasons, because it's been on for so long. But for, the, for a lot of seasons, it was always situations where you go, wow, Larry runs into a lot of a-holes that do stupid shit. He <laughs> has to call them out for it. But now it's evolved into this thing where you have to sit there and you have to take it case by case. Like sometimes he is completely wrong now
2: oh yeah oh and i love him doubling down on that and being willing to be the asshole and i also kind of believe him where he's like that's the version i want i want to be in life i I want to call people out but i don't because i'm too polite
0: but he's calling him out about stuff that's like they're not doing anything wrong like it's like he's just
2: (laughs) crazy it's a funny window into insanity it's perfect for now it's a
0: funny window also into somebody being super rich and nothing to do with their life (laughs) (laughs)
2: he's just starting (laughs) battles
0: just goes out and makes trouble and they're like like for curb they're like well let's not even write a script that's how good i am at just arguing with people and being being
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay doug all right eric you played daddy shark and baby sharks big show have you ever first hand witnessed the hypnotic power of that song on a toddler
2: no, but I'm so happy to be a part of it. And I'm so, all, everyone that's so frustrated about the song. I'm sorry, <laughs> we have so much more to come. We just had our big Christmas special Fishmas. And you have to understand that people, the geniuses that are capable of writing such an addictive song can do it again. So this Fishmas song <laughs> has been burrowed in my head now for about six weeks with no sign of leaving. I won't sing it now, but just know there's a bunch more of these songs in the hopper and ready to go. But oh, I've wow. not actually seen it in person on a toddler. I've just seen stuff online. But I'm it, incredibly it, grateful to be Daddy Shark.
1: It is a weird, it has such strength. Like a kid can be, you know, in a raging fit and then that song comes on. It's hypnosis. It's insane. It's so weird to watch.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it. I have a job because they hypnotize kids. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> you should call it fit <laughs> if your child's having a fit this will settle them down for a bit my question number five is who would win in a fight this is important to me to know uh, Eric the wee bear bear bears or the charmin bears
2: We bear bear bears Charmin's literally soft. They play at being soft. We were orphans on the street. Survivors living in a cave off the grid in San Francisco. Charmin doesn't stand a chance. Let's know, I, haven't seen,
0: I haven't seen all of We Bare Bears, but I definitely know that I've never had to hear any of those characters discussing their itchy buttholes. No,
2: that's it. <laughs> exactly. Do they have those issues? Sure. You're just not going to hear about it. Why we got bigger fish to fry? Other things to worry about.
0: <laughs> all right, that's all right. my. Those are all my questions. That's all I wanted. I don't, We don't have to ever speak again, Eric. <laughs> no, oh darn. <laughs> I wanted to know. <laughs> it, took, it took me this long to get up the nerve to ask you those exact questions.
1: Show <laughs> just just that last hairs. one. Yeah. All right, here's my last one. Give it to me you were done. you were in both Green Room, which is one of my favorite films, and okay. Jurassic World. If you had to live out one of those films, which one? I mean, which are both horrifying situations? Uh, which would it be? If you uh, had Jurassic
2: to easily because if I were living out Green Room, I would have been at the Capitol yesterday.
1: Right. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs>
2: yeah. Give me Jurassic. I've many times been a guy in over his head at a job binge eating uh yeah that's much easier to do there's too many big justins nowadays the good is rising up in 21, 21 to get rid of them. but yeah i don't need to be any part of that guy anymore
1: yeah plus you get to see dinosaurs so that's pretty cool
2: oh it's amazing i mean what a way to go out yeah I doesn't so.
0: i think justin sounds like too like i don't ever think of a justin as being like a bad guy
2: no that's what it's amaz- amazing and you don't ever hear the term big justin I remember when I first got the audition. I'm like, big Justin, what is this thing? And then I read the script and just was kind of dumbfounded by how good it was and how scary it was. I was like, "All right, big Justin, let's go. Let's get this."
0: <laughs> Guess they just wanted to be clear how big he was. Were there people at the audition who were not big?
2: If this was a self tape, which I always love those because you know how it is. It's sometimes it's an alchemy where like I'll do great in the car and then I'll get. I'll get into a room on LeBray and Wilshire and see ten other people that look like me and Steve Agee, and I don't do as well as I would like to. So this was an early self tape, which I really love because you can control it and I can do it as many times until I'm good. So that one I did not audition in person.
0: I yeah, just- and I bet you look—I bet you really looked like the character, uh, you know, on a like a kind of a, uh, you know, a home videotape and not a super slick looking thing you know
2: that's it and then he said in the behind the scenes he's like then i looked at his imdb and i'm like there he is that's big justin i'm like i don't know how to take that if you look <laughs> at my imdb you'd be like yeah massive nazi sure <laughs>
0: there he is Good there old he is DJ. we've
2: been waiting perfect <laughs> no acting required
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well thank you eric
2: Uh, you guys are the best This is so justin fun.
0: edelstein <laughs> uh that was uh, a delightful conversation You got through you got through all 10 questions we tried to throw some real gotcha questions out there but you uh you answered them accurately i don't, I don't think you got a single wrong answer
2: oh wow i'm not gonna let it go um, to my head but thank you
0: and honestly you brought a lot of honesty today Talked I, it was good to of, talk
2: about this stuff i didn't know if we would get into any of it and you know i've been watching news non-stop for 24 hours and it was it, it was healing to be able to talk about it with the dugs
0: you know your stuff have you ever thought about being a talking head on uh you know a pundit on one of those shows
2: i i would love to do it a couple times just because i'm so fascinated by all of it and i'm a political junkie i love this stuff i just read a thousand page book on the 88 presidential election called what it takes that i can't recommend enough but i'll leave it to those guys and i'll just keep acting but I'm hoping something happens now. I'm hoping yesterday was the bottom so people can finally start to come together and maybe start to see the wizard behind the curtain because he sure did not walk over there with him and he sure set a bunch of people up for a fall.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was strange and, uh, you know, I appreciate you, uh, like many of us, paying attention to, uh, to what's going on because it all seems, you know, pretty clear that we still have... A, pretty serious issues with uh race and law enforcement and uh elections
2: (laughs) yep yeah and i think you also saw they've been you know the first article somebody linked to it was in 1996 talking about the troubling link of uh you know white supremacist and militia groups coming into law enforcement and it's been an issue for a while we haven't wanted to talk about but i think now it's something we got to start to start to address
0: yeah. Let's address Eric. it. Let's stamp it and let's send it.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. All right, guys. This was a blast. Thanks, Until next time. Bye, Dougs. <laughs> and bye. bye. Yay. <laughs> and, uh, as
0: always, since, you know, Eric is on We Bear Bears, I thought this would be a good title for this episode We Dig Dugs. <laughs>